You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. And we're back here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. Hope you're having a, a great weekend here. Um, as it is May. And May, it's time uh, for golf. And guess what? Uh, you don't golf as well as the woman I'm about to, uh, <laughs> to talk with right now. Uh, Coach Renee Sloan of the Fighting Illini women's uh, golf team. They have had an outstanding season. And it's about to get uh, even better as uh, they have been invited again to the NCAA tournament. And they will uh, start play this coming week down in Tallahassee. Coach, welcome to the Sports Spectacular. Well, thank you very much for having me. Sure, absolutely. Uh, we've been following your progress uh, all season long. Um, uh, tell us about, uh, let's go back, let's first get back to, to last weekend and, uh, and the Big Ten tournaments. Um, strong showing there, and it, it feels like you, you've got some momentum going with this team right now um, uh, and going in the right direction. We, we certainly have experienced some, some great moments this spring uh, throughout the, the season and really excited to build upon those as we head into regionals and the NCAA championship. Tell us about kind of the, the evolution. Now, for those who don't understand, um, you don't just play a few tournaments I- I- in the spring. I mean, this, this begins back in, in, in August. And it's an ongoing kind of tell people about what college golf is like. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Uh, and thanks for that opportunity, because a, a lot of people don't don't realize that uh, college golf is a fall and spring sport. Now, obviously, our championship portion of the season is in the spring because of conference tournaments and the NCAA championship. But the tournaments that we play in the fall count just as much as the tournaments in the spring. They count toward our, our rankings and who is invited to the NCAA postseason. And so we generally will play five tournaments in the fall, uh, in September and October. And then our off season, so to speak, is in November and December. And then we resume in-season practice uh, in January when the semester starts. And then um, usually our first tournament will be in early February and we're off and running from there. And it is uh, such a, a busy uh, grind for all student athletes. Um, I mean, no matter what sport and, and there's no question even with golf as well. Now, now I know that a, a lot of our listeners may be more familiar with, with college football and college basketball and the process to get an invitation to a bowl or, or hear your name called on selection Sunday for basketball NCAA tournament. How does that work in, in golf in terms of, you said that, that the, the fall scores, they do matter for, for NCAA tournament. Do you take that fall season and look and see where you are and say, well, we need to do X, Y, and Z to achieve those goals. You know, during that off season, we'll we'll assess you know, how how our progress uh, went in in the fall and and where we're at and and what we need to do moving forward and uh, put a plan into action during that off season. Uh, but it's uh, throughout the year um, there there's a. Uh, an NCAA committee that makes the selections here. Uh, There are 26 conferences that receive an automatic invite for their conference champion. And then the remaining invites are at large bids. uh, And that's based on the team's performance throughout the year. Okay. Okay. So you got that call. What was that like to, I mean, you, you know, you guys had a great season. I, I I didn't think it was going to happen that you didn't get the call, but what was that like when you did get the call and and shared the, the good news with the team? Well, yes, we we felt confident that we would be advancing. Uh, It just was a matter of which regional site that we would be going to. Um, And so we found out we were going to Tallahassee. Um, Very excited about that. And then, you know, the preparation begins as far as making travel arrangements and then also uh, determining a practice plan to help us uh, prepare for this particular golf course. Tell uh, our listeners here and talking with coach Renee Sloan of the fighting Illini women's golf team um, about uh, your, your, some of your players. Um, I know Crystal Wang is a name, obviously that, that, that we know. And um, she had another fantastic season and was uh, uh, picked uh, as a first teamer, all big 10 and certainly deserving of that. And I think you had three golfers that received uh, conference mentions. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, we had uh, two first team. Uh, Big Ten performers in Crystal and then Kronkama Sukari and then uh, Elise Knudsen was our Big Ten sportsmanship honoree. Um, but yes, Crystal has had a fantastic season. 
Um, she was invited to the Augusta National Women's Amateur, which is quite an honor and achievement. Um, and then uh, Crystal was actually in the running for the Big Ten Conference Player of the Year uh, as well. So th there were three student athletes that were uh, in the in the under consideration for that award, and um, Crystal was one of them. And um, so very very excited for her and. Again, uh, the season she's had has been remarkable, set new school records for both 18-hole score with a final round 64 in Houston, and then uh, during that same tournament, uh, set a new 54-hole scoring mark at 13 under par. Wow, wow. Um, and, and she's a senior, um, so this is kind of her last hurrah. It's got to be tough for you as a coach to see her develop uh, over her career. Well, she she is a senior, but she will be coming back nice. here. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, outstanding. You know, I was looking at your roster. You have a lot of international players. How do you recruit? <laughs> we I, we do have an uh, an international flavor. However, um, uh, Korkama, who is from Thailand, she went to high school here in the U.S. So okay. she was in high school in California and played junior tournaments throughout the, the U.S. So, you know, I had ample opportunity to watch her play uh, throughout her junior career. And then C.N. Chen, who is from China, she also went to high school here in the U.S. She went, attended a golf academy down in Florida. So she, too, played a wide variety of junior tournaments here in the U.S. as well. So, so you're not flying as much as what it would appear Correct. <laughs> oh, yes. it, it might appear that that we are traveling uh internationally quite a bit but um no not not nearly as much as one would think <laughs> fair enough well um i want to make sure that everyone understands as well that you yourself uh were had a, a legendary uh, college career um a, as a golfer how has that experience translated to your success as a coach I think just, you know, drawing on those experiences, being in similar situations, uh, seeing what is effective and maybe what doesn't work as well, um, and, and sharing my knowledge and ex experiences with our team members is very beneficial. I think they appreciate the fact that you know, I've been there, done that, um, have walked in their shoes, understand um, I mean, again, a lot has changed in the, in the past 30 years, but um, I think, you know, there are some things that still remain the same and in, in are core to um, success at the collegiate level. Yeah, let's let's get to the tournament now. So NCAA tournament, the the, the regionals uh, in down in Tallahassee, Florida, Florida State being the host for this one. Um, how does this field next week set up for for you for the Illini to do well and to advance? Oh, very well, very well. Um, you know, this this is a golf course that we are not familiar with. We have not seen it before. Um, none of our team members have seen it before, and you know, a lot of times that's okay. Um, we'll have an opportunity uh, to get down there on Saturday, do some practicing, um, and then play our practice round on, on Sunday, develop a, a game plan for each individual team member, and then, then tee it up on, on Monday. But you know, we, we've played plenty of tournaments in Florida in the past, so you know, familiar with that. Um, it is going to be warm next week, uh, so we have uh, certainly focused on on hydrating this week to get ourselves you know, mentally and physically prepared for that. Okay. And just so everyone knows, I mean, what, what do you need to do this week to get to the next week? There are 12 teams that are competing and the top four will advance to the national championship. Okay. And where is nationals this year? Is it, uh, is it great Greyhawk? Did I see That's that? Correct. Okay. Yep, Greyhawk out in Scottsdale. Okay. Okay. Um, and I, is that the same as the men's? Yes. Yes, okay. the women played a, a week prior to oh. the men, and then um, as soon as our championship concludes, the very next day, the, the men start. They come right in. Well, we are uh, rooting for you to make it a, a double Illini weekend out in Arizona later on this month, and the best of luck to you next week as well. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, Coach Renee Sloan, uh, just a great season. Congratulations again on your year. Uh, Finding Illini women's uh, golf coach. And again, we'll be following this, having updates. Uh, you can see them on findingillini.com and also, of course, on our website, 
IlliniGuides.com. Stay with us. Much more Sports Spectacular. Kendrick Prince and uh, the recruiting roundup. What's happening in hoops is next right here along the Illini Guys Radio Network. Okay, we continue here on the Sports Spectacular. You know what I'm going to say. Give Ken a horse, and he wants to play tricks. You know, did you see him standing on that horse, whipping his lasso over his head? You know, like he's uh, Kendrick Prince, director of recruiting for LaniGuys.com. You know every week I got a bust on you, Ken. Uh, joining us now in Ken's Recruiting Roundup. Great to have you. Uh, listen, I'm going to jump right in, because uh, one of these days you're going to take a dig back at me, and, and I deserve that. Hey, you had a story this week on IlliniGuys.com about, about a big man um, that, you know, could be a possibility for Illinois coming up. Um, and this is really an intriguing situation. Uh, tell us about it. Well, the one guy, I mean, is, is Pete Nance. Pete Nance is a guy from Northwestern that a lot of Illinois fans know a lot about. I just, I, there's a lot of guys in the portal, tons of guys in the portal, and it's no secret that Illinois is looking for some size. But Nance is just... I'm just intrigued by him because, you know, people nationally may not know him because Northwestern wasn't very successful. But you talk about a guy who's 6'10", and nobody's going to replace Kofi. We understand that. But he's averaged 13 points a game, six rebounds, you know, two, you know, two assists a game. You know, the guy shot 41% from three, and he can make free throws. I mean, Kofi got better making free throws, but Nance is a 77% free throw shooter. I just like his what he will be able to bring to the table if Illinois were able to land him because he can shoot it, he can put it on the floor, and he can block shots, and he's he'll be able to be a guy who can cut to the basket and get the ball to guys when they're open and not just clog the middle. He's a guy that I really hope if he doesn't make an NBA, they're able to pull that one off. Yeah, Nance is a very intriguing kid. He's a guy who can. Um... Sorry, I had I still have Ked the visual of Ked on the horse. It's really bothering me. Give me just a second here. No, but no, no, but Nance is that versatile big guy too. He can play four, he can play five, he can step out, he can score in the paint. Um, he's a good, very good defensive rebounder. Um, so he can help you on that end as well. So I I really like the fit, especially with a guy like Coleman Hawkins, who is 6'10 as well, standing next to him. It gives you a lot of size. Then you've got guys like, you know, Terrence Shannon and Ty Rogers and RJ Melendez, a lot of length, Luke Goody. Now you throw in another guy with great length and you, you really uh, would be a nice addition to this LRI roster. Really good fit. There's uh, there's other names that are out there as well. We're hearing um, Matt Meyer from Baylor. Now, Ked or Brad, either one of you guys, what is he like? What does he bring to the table that makes him attractive for the Illini? He's fun to watch. I'm just going to tell you, I mean, his numbers don't, you know, they aren't staggering because he averaged nine points a game and four rebounds, but he was on a great team. But to me, I don't know if there's a guy in the portal like him because for his size to be six foot nine, 255, I mean, he could play some two guard kind of, you know, the way he can put the ball on the floor and create shots. I mean, just if you watched him play last year, which, you know, a lot of us did, but you look at his highlight videos, which you can't judge a kid by, but they're fun to watch because this guy has moves and, you know, spin dribbles and between the legs. I mean, how would you guard a guy like that? And I'm just really curious to see, because Coach Underwood talked about this week in the press conference, how different the team was going to look and what it was going to be like in, in post-Kofi area. You know, we talked about Nance a little bit, you know, and now, you you know, you, you get a guy like him involved, you know, um, Matthew, if they could pull that one off to play with Dane and Kofi, not Kofi, excuse me, with Coleman Hawkins, that would just be a really unique look for the program because they haven't had guys like that, that mobile who can who can do what he could do. Meyer is a kid that I actually, he's my favorite guy in the whole portal. I just love his versatility, love the way he plays. I loved him when he was a Baylor. Um, I feel like he's a kid, he, he can get up and down the floor, he can score in transition, he can shoot the three put it on the floor. He can deck it. He can play two, three, four, probably even play some five against certain matchups when they play small, the, the way that college basketball is. So I love the versatility. And that's one thing I noticed. Remember Brad Underwood a couple years ago talked about having pieces that were different. He's th these guys are all different. And, and that's the unique thing about this. He loves putting this roster. I think he's becoming a little bit of a tinkerer now because he doesn't have, it's not going to all play through Kofi. So he gets to tinker and find some new things. I, maybe he's excited about it a little bit. 
and I think the possibilities, you're right. He's a kid that every time I played him, not every time Illinois, every time Baylor played, not just against Illinois last year, this when I first noticed him, but even all the way during their run, um, when, when they were you know, going in on their title run, he just always made plays. I mean, you're, I mean, you're right. It's not that he scored 15 a game or that he grabbed eight rebounds a game, but he just always made plays, you know, inside on follow-up rebounds or, or shooting threes or whatever. He's an interesting, um, intriguing possibility for uh, the Illini. Another name that that kid you mentioned in the, in the break is um, the seven foot five inch kid from, um, from Western Kentucky. What are we, what are we becoming Purdue now? What, what's, what's up with this? You know what? It'd be kind of nice to have a guy like that for a change, a seven foot five guy. I mean, only, I mean, you have you go from Kofi from seven foot to three hundred pounds. You know, for a guy who's seven five, he only weighs two twenty five. But I shouldn't say only two twenty five. But he would be. You know what he would be? He'd be a nice rim protector. You know, um, he would have I think three years of eligibility left. And what's unique about him is that he played uh, some junior college basketball and Johnny Logan in Illinois. Um, he is from Western Kentucky, but he would be a nice guy if you play, you know, Purdue and, you know, cause obviously he has, you know, he, he's the biggest kid in college basketball, but just a rim protector. And he's not, you know, overly fast, but he's a guy that can get you rebounds and he's another big body that I think you could develop over years. Obviously Illinois does a good job of developing big man. So in two or three years, having a seven foot five guy, you know, which would be great. And you can use Kofi saying, hey, you know what? This, we turn this guy into a two-time All-American. It's possible. Brad, the other the other big that, we're, that we have had uh, some experience with last summer, and now his name comes up in the transport portal, is uh, Sean Phillips. Yeah, Sean Phillips is a kid that really developed this past year. He was originally committed to NC State, you know, obviously uh, decommitted and and now he's looking at, you know, different schools. I think he's going to have, you know, his top six list is probably going to include Illinois. I think LSU will be tough to beat, but Illinois is going to throw their hat in the ring. He visited the Illini last summer. Just another 6'10 kid, physical, strong. Um, I, I feel like he's a kid, if, if Adam Fletcher got a hold of him, he might turn into a Kofi Coburn type guy. I mean, at 6'10, 255 pounds with, uh, he may dunk a lot of basketballs if Adam Fletcher had a hold of him. So we'll see what happens there. So two new names to keep in mind, Deshaun Phillips and then Kev was talking Jamarion Sharp, seven foot five inch from Western Kentucky um, with these uh, scholarships. Brett Underwood has to play with. Hey, we've, we've got about a minute uh, here in the segment, and I want to get your thoughts once again for anyone who missed the show last week. Um, you know, Terrence Shannon Jr. Disappointing. If you look at the national media, nobody talking about this guy. He is, if not the top player in the transfer portal he's in everyone's top five at least and yet somehow nobody's talking about it but he picks illinois last week uh chicago native three years at texas tech ked and and then brad before we uh before we go to break your thoughts on on Terrence shannon and, and what he brings to this illini program number one to you know from what you mentioned Terrence shannon was in the portal early and I think a lot of people forgot about him because all the new names that came up. So maybe that's why he fell off some of the, you know, the list. But he is arguably one of the top five players, you know, in the transfer portal. And Coach Underwood just said it. He brings experience. He's bigger. He's 22 years old. He's athletic. And he's going to be a left-handed version. Well, actually, Kenny Battle's left-handed too. Another Kenny Battle type athlete. I'm just excited to see him on the court. Yeah, Shannon's a kid that is going to make hay in transition as well. Um, you know, and the ability to get out and run and create one-on-ones, two-on-twos, create uh, just deficits without help. And he's going to be very difficult to guard in transition. That was an element Illinois didn't have last year, not to mention the fact he shoots 38% from three as well. So he can do things in the half court, but I think the where you're going to see him really help Illinois is getting out and pushing the ball, having Sky Clark kick ahead, and he goes in and dunks balls, and, and good things will happen. Yeah, fun to have this uh, young man on the team. And again, we're, we're as as everyone is saying, not just uh, you guys, the insiders, the experts, the analysts, but even uh, the players, Sky Clark and and Ty Rogers, are tweeting out there. We ain't even done yet. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Kendrick Prince, you can keep up with his latest notes, and he has been very busy on IlliniGuys.com. A lot of football recruits in the mix as well. We'll talk more about that next week. Uh, but, Ked, uh, I know you're going to hang around here because one of your favorite people in the world, the Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie, she's up next right here on the Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network. 
Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Well, there's nothing off about this offseason for the Illini women's basketball team. Adelia McKenzie, the Illini gal, uh, joining us now. You know, Adelia, each week you come on and, and talk about uh, you know, kind of how practice has been with the new head coach, Shauna Green. We want to do something different this week. Um, the Illini women's basketball team put up kind of a short behind-the-scenes video of Coach Green, and she's working with all the players, and you were prominent in there. We're going to roll a bit of audio and want to talk to you on the other side. Here it is. Let's have a great day. Ton of energy, focus on details, and just work. Okay? John, talk it up, talk it up. Make sure you're echoing everything. Coach says something, you guys respond, okay? Details. Good talk, good talk, Jake. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Finish up. There you go. Got to plant and explode up. You don't want your body taking you that way. That's when you miss layups, you're getting pushed off. High, right off that glass, they're in every time. Good. You're starting to stand, right? We got to stay down, stay low. So we're explosive, and now we have lift. I know, but you fixed it, and you got it right. That's all that matters. At least you know what you're doing now, right? And you feel it. That's big step, big step. Good job. Good job. Much, much better. Game speed, game speed. There you go. That's the way to drive them off, see? That was good. You got to feel that. See that first dribble? Catch it, rip low here, and then go. Jayla, it's something so little, but it matters. Okay, that was really good right there. Good talk, good talk, good pass. Good talk, Kendall. Finish strong, let's go. There you go. Go work, go work, go work. I love how you guys just keep on working and, and you're listening, you're coachable. And if we do that, we're going to get better. We got better today. It gives us confidence seeing your growth that we can continue to build. Okay? Great work, guys. Good job. Good job. All right. <laughs> Coach Green. And uh, again, here with Adelia McKenzie. Uh, Adelia, what, hearing that, I mean, obviously, what probably happened to you today, right? I mean, Talk, tell us uh, about that, uh, that sound and, and uh, what it's like that, at practice. Uh, yeah, Coach Green is – it's a good thing, but she's always talking and always directing us and correcting us when we're wrong. And I think that's a really important part of the game because when you have that coach who can help you and know what they're talking about and helping you be better, it's just really good because at the end of the day, we're all getting better. But, yeah, I practice Coach Green. She's going to always encourage us and make sure we're making the right adjustments and just push us to be our best. Yeah, so – and now you know you have to get low and stay low, right? <laughs> yeah, stay low, have the right lift. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So you're, you're learning as we go. I, I, I have to say, she – Coach Green talked about one thing that we always – every coach preaches – but I really like the terminology she used with the echo. And so could you maybe explain what she's talking about with the echo to those people who, um, you know, maybe don't follow it as closely? Um, yeah. When we're going through a drill, for example, like 
dribbling drills and when they do, when they say alternate like alternate dribbles then we have to echo them and say what they said and another example would be um between the legs cross and when one of our coaches say then we'll have to repeat it and then we'll get into the drill and it's important to just echo because we all know we're on the same page and we know what we're doing but it just also put emphasis on us being one and working together yeah and, and i was encouraged by hearing that it's great when you talk all the time uh, earlier when Brad was saying that, because I feel like, you know, maybe I was a better coach than I thought I was because I managed to talk all the time. Does it have <laughs> to say something good, Mike. Does you, it have to make sense, Brad? No, I, no, yeah. I, that was your problem. You talked to it. They thought you were talking, speaking Spanish or German. Yeah, or well, whatever. you know, the, the get Mandarin. low thing, I can see the ground. I just don't get any closer to it when I see it. Um, no, when you guys are doing this, does when they're also talking that echo, are they hitting the communication on defense and and on offense to like like communicate between the players? Because sometimes it got a little quiet out there on the court last year. Yeah, Coach Green, all the other coaches talk about communicating and how we got to talk. Sometimes even in our workouts, it's only like five of us, but sometimes it will get quiet. You know. You know, it's early morning, but Coach Green's like, you guys got to talk. It's, getting, it's too quiet in the gym. You got to talk, got to have that energy. And talking and communicating does bring energy because we're all cheering for each other, making adjustments and correcting each other. It's just a really good environment. Hey, Adelia, you know, one of the things I heard in the video that I, I watched the games last year, I think I probably watched – 80 90 percent of them and a lot of times the girls would shoot didn't matter if it was bigs or if it was for guards but you guys would get knocked off the air and one of the things she talked about in the video was not avoiding contact but going into it and, and, and being strong you know because there was times when you guys would miss layups because i think she talked about how important it was to make layups which cost you a, a lot of games i think or points so was that for everybody or was it just certain position players that she's focusing on with that uh, it's for everyone, like guards and posts. I know so far as like with the guards, they always talk about finishing strong and go into the contact and just playing big. Um, at the end of our workouts, we do one last drill and it's getting a rebound, going right back up when we have someone with a pad hitting us. But yeah, going into contact is something that we all have to do. It's not any one specific she's talking to. All right, Adelia McKenzie, she's the Illini gal. Great to get your, your insights. And uh, if you guys get a chance, you can go out and check out. Uh, you heard the audio, but check out the actual video. You can see Adelia in there as well. Uh, Coach Green, in a nice way, all up in her grill. Uh, to make her better for us. <laughs> she did it nicely. You know, I mean, it was, you know, she wasn't mean. But no, no, no. We uh, always enjoy talking to you. Adelia, have an awesome weekend. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Yes, appreciate you guys. All right. Take care. She's Adelia McKenzie. Every single week, she's right here with us here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular as the Illini gal from the Fighting Illini women's basketball team. We check in on Illini football and get the very latest. That's next on the Sports Spectacular. This is Jack Trudeau, the all-time leading passer for the Illinois Fighting Illini here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Well, things are quiet again on the Illini football front as we continue to dissect the spring game. All eyes on quarterback Tommy DeVito, the transfer from Syracuse and the likely starter for the season opener versus Wyoming. Uh, here are some of his post-spring game comments, and we'll talk more afterwards. How much does having a weapon like Isaiah in the slot kind of help you as a as kind of having as a safety valve as a quarterback? Oh, it's awesome. You could throw him a little two-yard route. You could throw his line of scrimmage and watch him. You guys saw him a little bit today going back and forth crossing fields. You know, just let him do all the dirty work. That's what he does. He's an athlete, and you know, it was great to see that today. Tommy, I just like to have his bad stats. Does that affect you at all? Or not? Oh, 100%. It brings so much energy out of me. Um, I mean, just having people there. I mean, my, my family is here today. My mom, dad, and uh, Leon, uh, my quarterback coach, they took a trip from New Jersey. So that was special for them to be here. It's first time being in the Midwest, first time from us the facilities. So it was good to be able to play and have them there and also have fans in the How has your relationship with Coach Money progressed over these 14 practices? Right. It's, it's grown every single practice and even on the days in between practice when we're just watching film. Really just getting inside, getting inside each other's heads and 
me learning from him, him learning from me, really just getting on the same page, you know, me learning what he sees as open versus what I see as open and really just getting on the same page with that. And I think that it's gone in a good direction and it's only going to go up from there. Tim, you talked about maybe having a little bit more energy today. Did it kind of hit you that you're at Illinois for the first time, putting on the uniform, playing in the stadium under the lights and everything today? Yeah, it hit me uh, this morning when we came and do like a little recovery stuff. And, you know, I saw people, you know, the whole uh, equipment staff putting jerseys on our shoulder pads. I was kind of looking at it, you know, same color as the Syracuse, but a little different, a number three on the back instead of 13. So that kind of hit me right there, you know, when I was putting that on with my name on the back. So it was, it was a good feeling. When Lonnie, when Lonnie was at UTSA, the quarterbacks were usually able to scramble and pick up first downs. Do you plan on using your legs this season to help the offense? I always help the offense if need be. You know, I would not say that I'm a run first guy, um, but I, I believe I have the ability to get first downs and move the chains when I need to. Decision making seems to be a strength today. Is that something that's always been there for you in your game, or is that an area where you've grown? For sure, it's always been there, but I mean, as far as being under Coach B and what he wants, it's definitely grown from practice number one, um, really just working through progressions. Like I said, just learning the offense more, getting more comfortable with knowing everything, knowing what every single person is doing on the field so you have control of it. Tommy, how big is this summer going to be for you just to keep getting that chemistry going with who you're throwing the football to, who you're working with on the line, just keeping that going? It's going to be huge. Like, I'm so excited just because we have a lot of time in the summer. Um, you know, obviously the coaches are not involved, so it's up to the players to be able to take charge, take leadership, and make sure everything is as correct as we want it to be. Because at the end of the day, coaches call the players, but the players go out there and make them. So for us, it's really just going in, being locked in. You know, cannot have any bad practices because there's we got we're at, we're playing against every Big Ten school. You know, they're doing the same thing. They're throwing, they're catching, their DBs are doing drops with each other. So we have to be better than them every single day. Yeah, boy, it, it seems like he's the right guy to kind of be a leader leadership guy, a veteran player who's who's been successful, had some success, fits the offense. Um, I just feel like he's he's a really good fit. You know, sometimes you go in the transfer portal, you may not be, get the guy who's the, you know, high, they didn't get a Spencer Rattler type who's the high, biggest name, but they got a guy who can win football games and knows how to play. So th this could be a really good thing. Yeah, I, I think he is the right guy. Um, he's demonstrated his ability to throw the type of passes that Bielma wants in the offense. Uh, and, and he's got the outward leadership skills that maybe were lacking in Brandon Peters. And, and to be honest with you, I, I, we've talked about this before. I kind of feel bad about all the, the crap that Sikowski took from people last year when he's got an injured shoulder that nobody knows about. So I actually feel like if he comes back healthy, we've probably got a darn good backup uh, there as well. I feel uh, much stronger about the Illinois quarterbacks uh, situation than I have in, geez, decades. <laughs> Well, and I, I think yeah. to your point, I mean, when's the last time that, that you've had two P5 starting quarterbacks on your roster? I mean, I'm not sure that if that's happened in, in the last decade. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you go back, you have, you might have, yeah, you, <laughs> you'd have one guy. And, and then it seems like every time you have one guy, he'd get hurt. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like it would just be, there'd be one guy. Now you feel like you got a little, because although art's not, I'm not saying Art's a world beater, but maybe he will be when he gets his arm right. But he knows how to manage a game, and he can do some things to help win football games. And and you know maybe Devito is a guy who can make more plays. But I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with where they're at, and I also like the the young guys too. I thought Samari Collier had a good spring. I thought, and I think that Donovan Leary is going to be a good player. They really like him coming in. That's fresh. Yeah, yeah. I I really think you know Sikowski last year. He did an awful lot considering that he had one arm and the bad arm was his throwing arm. I mean, you know, I mean, there's just, there's just a, you know, it, it, he had a pretty amazing season and, and then Samari Collier, I mean, my gosh, that guy looks like he could throw the ball through a steel wall. So, um, and, and then you keep hearing this Donovan Leary, you know, uh, Matt Stevens, the guy who continually eats everything out of the orange room so that our guests have nothing to eat as they're waiting to get on. Um, Matt loves uh, Donovan Leary, so I, I trust his judgment in assessing quarterbacks. So this could be a really good quarterback room. Matt, Matt can join our competitive eating team too, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th I don't think you know. Just looking at Matt, I don't think he's got the resume that that I have or Ked has or even you. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got to put yeah. some weight on. <laughs> we'll work with him. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It is. A, yeah. And, and speaking of, well, Matt is uh, in our state of the art orange room, uh, probably eating uh, Mike's pizza. 
And that's yeah, what no, that, that, that won't happen. That'll, that'll be Matt's last appearance on the show. <laughs> Cheetos. There are Cheetos in there. <laughs> Cheetos in there. Last time I checked. There were Cheetos orange. in the orange room. How appropriate. How exactly. Everything's orange. That's right. It's all orange. That's right. Even the I just picture Brad falling asleep like that guy in Toy Story with all the Cheetos stuff on his fingers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's like Ashton Kutcher and uh, his wife. Wasn't me and Shaggy. Wasn't yeah. me. That's right. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Matt, we will talk. Uh, he's on his way in next. We'll talk more football and more NFL draft with Matt Stevens of the Illiniguys.com after this uh, quick timeout. Get your snacks. Hang with us. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. weeks until the Fighting Illini home opener versus Wyoming. Uh, not that we're counting or anything. Matt Stevens, football writer and analyst for IlliniGuys.com, joins us now here in the Sports Spectacular. Hey, Matt, let's talk uh, NFL draft. A few Illini hearing their names called last weekend. Yeah, first time since I think it was 2016 that three guys got drafted before round or in the first six rounds of the draft, um, which is a big deal for this program. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the guys that Lovey Smith played as true freshmen and took their lumps and now they're, they're getting their call in the NFL. Uh, it's, it's guys like, you know, we're, we'll go through all the list, but this is the guys that, that Lovey Smith recruited, played early, took their lumps. And then Brett Bielema got for a year and kind of, and in some instances turned their careers around a little bit just by being in that experience for one year. So I think there were a lot of scouts that had a different, different report on dudes and we'll get through the list that, that, that really helped themselves this past year and especially their draft stock. Matt, Matt, is it? What is the? I guess when you now you've come out of the spring game, and what what are you thinking? At, what is the key here for um for, for this team in the portal? What do they need to add? Um, what's the one? Is there one spot, two spots more? How many guys? Yeah, it's a piece I've been planning on doing, Brad. But I I wanted to wait until after May first just to see if anybody was out there and what the fit would be, because I do think that they are being like the basketball um, office, they're being really picky about what they want to do in the portal just simply because of a fit from a locker room standpoint, from a scheme standpoint. But there's no doubt that wide receiver could use a lot of help. I think everybody knows that. Everybody comes out of the spring knowing you can't run, you know, you can't run fade routes to 5'9", Isaiah Williams, and think that's going to work. They need an outside receiver threat. They would love for that to happen. Um, no, you know, there, the certain receiver from Pitt is not coming to Illinois. We all know where he's going. And so it's really hard to find those dynamic type of wide receivers coming out of the portal. There's one guy named Demetrius Cannon, who's a former, who's a former guy out of Louisville. Um, the reason that he fits is real simple. He went to Trinity Catholic. He signed with Louisville out of Trinity Catholic in St. Louis. That is where Corey, P Corey Patterson used to coach, knows him really, really well. I'm interested to see if they can get him on campus or not. And if they can, you know, get him sold on the deal because they did offer him a scholarship out of high school. Obviously they'd like to revisit that relationship again. So there's, there's one guy that I think could make a difference on the outside. Um, they're starting to address what they want to do defensively with some of those dudes. And then they've decided to build some depth at certain positions like DB and offensive line, but they're not getting any game breakers that'll help next year right now out of the portal. But um, they, they are going to go portal shopping now that it's past May 1st. And then because Brett Bielema has said, we're going to be under the 85 anyway. So this is, this is not a big deal for us. So there are a couple of issues, wide receiver being one defensive line being another that they'd like to go portal shopping in over the next few months. You know, Kirby Joseph ended up being a third round draft pick. And last year at this time, even your, some of your more hardcore Illini fans couldn't tell you what Kirby, what position Kirby Joseph was going to play in the fall. Now I know it's almost impossible to predict, but is there, is there anybody who's going to surprise maybe even 
shock and all um, Illini fans the way Kirby did last year? Who I think Chase Brown, if like Chase Brown's one of the five guys in the Big Ten that averages, I think, uh, four yards a carry or more per attempt. I think he's a guy that could end up getting drafted if he has an awesome year out of this Brett Bielema system. Running backs tend to do really, really well. Uh, I, I think Palacho is going to be part of that group along with, you know, you saw Doug Kramer get drafted by the Bears. You saw Velo get drafted by the Vikings. Paucho's in that group that if he can prove that he can stay healthy, his versatility might make him a late round draft pick too. Uh, some other guys, I, I, I like the idea of your two middle linebackers, CJ Hart and Tyreek Barnes, basically being NFL draft picks. They have the body, they have the frame. They're being coached by a guy in Andy Boo that really has a lot of respect in the NFL. Um, and so those are the kind of guys that I think you could see. And then don't be surprised if you, I mean, I don't know if they're going to, you know, leave after their technically their third year at Illinois, but don't be surprised if like a Keith Randolph or a Johnny Newton start to pick up some momentum in that regard. If they can put together a season, a healthy uh, 12 games of healthy, of healthy play. Um, I think there's a lot of guys that are going to like what they put on tape if they have a good year under, under this Ryan Walter system. So tell people who, who don't understand maybe the, the football calendar, how things operate um you get the you know the allowed 15 practices right in the yep. spring nca allows that and then you have the the public scrimmage the spring game um and so now what 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 do these guys do from now until august yeah we've reached now what we what i like to call like the the true off season in the summer program and i know that it's not summer right now for anybody that's listening to this in east central <laughs> illinois um but it's the summer program now and it's it's the thing that you can do you know there's there's certain amount of hours that you can do with a ball and there's certain amount of hours you can't do with a ball. Um, they're going to be working with, you know, tank tank right on everything that they can do without a ball. And then I've talked to Tommy DeVito and I've talked to some of these other uh, veteran offensive guys that they need to get together and they will. This is where you start to see these these just these workouts, these practices that the, that the players are going to organize themselves. Tommy DeVito is going to grab dudes and say, hey, look. Let's go out to the stadium or let's go into the indoor and, and let's just run some stuff for like an hour or so. That stuff is so detrimental. So I'm sorry, I almost said detrimental. That is so optimal to what you're going to see in the fall because it builds chemistry. It builds fun. And, in, and guys in the transfer, I've talked to a number of guys in the, uh, you know, the scouting world and all that. The, the transfer portal has made this impossible to have continuity in the spring because you're, you're just meeting these guys. Now we're going to go out and practice and we're supposed to have chemistry with them immediately like that. It doesn't work that way. So I think the summer with Tommy and some of these receivers and some of these running backs and some of these offensive linemen is going to be huge just to build that kind of continuity that you're going to need come fall camp when Barry Lunny wants to you know start implementing all of his stuff that he wants to do. That's going to be huge to have them already on pat to how they how they work, how they practice, how they function. Um, a lot of teams win a lot of games, trust me, in June, July and August before they ever kick it off in September. So this is going to be huge for them to just kind of do it on their own, because as Tommy DeVito told me, like in his last interview, like if we don't do it, everybody else in the country is. So then we're going to be further and further behind. Matt, are there any guys who aren't on campus yet who are coming? Uh, the, the the where the fourteen guys I think that are um, signed but not in aren't there this spring? Are there any of those guys that you think can come in and maybe uh, have an impact this fall? Mm, it's going to be difficult because the, they've got to get used to the practice stuff. The one guy I'll, I'll say is some of those are Brad or Portal guys, like a Rashad Wilkins out of out of Vanderbilt. He's going to compete for playing time at that nose tackle position. He has to. That is such a, a, a dearth of talent at Illinois. He can come in as out of an SEC program, out of a 3-4 system that has been coached by Derek Mason, which Aaron Henry is really familiar with. He can go in and play right away. So I think some of these guys that they're bringing in out of the portal, once they get used to the first couple of days, I think they're going to be asked to come compete for spots. These incoming freshmen, the problem, Brad, is that a lot of these guys are big guys. The one guy I think can make an impact is, is Gabe Yakis. I've seen him in wake out weight room videos that he's doing this off season, the kid can deadlift the house. I mean, and he's got athletic ability. So I think out of any of those guys out of an outside running back or rush in type of position, he can make an impact and get on the field really, really quickly. All right, Matt Stevens. He is the football writer and analyst for Illiniguys.com. As always, we appreciate it. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. That's Matt back with more sports spectacular after this.
You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and it's much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. As we continue here, the Illini guys, Sports Spectacular. Um, We're going to talk about this earlier in the first hour, but it was such a good conversation with Cam Cox that we wanted to um, continue that name, image, likeness stuff. And by the way, if you missed that interview, uh, don't forget, you can always come on uh, at any time. All of the past episodes of the Sports Spectacular live on our website, IlliniGuys.com. Go on the multimedia column right there, left-hand side. And uh, go all the way down. You've got all the archives there. Also, of course, anywhere you find podcasts, uh, they live there in your podcast as well. Uh, I want to talk a little NBA playoffs. We're in the conference semifinal round right now. Uh, already the physicality has become a headline. Gary Payton, the, the second suffering a broken elbow and a flagrant foul, flagrant two foul by Dylan Brooks. Uh, Draymond, Dream, Draymond Green ejected. Chris Paul being Chris Paul, slapped to the head, kicked to the groin. Guys, this is it getting to be too much, or is this just playoff basketball? Yeah, I mean, my the biggest one that bothers me is still Chris Paul because you remember he, I mean, that's his college career, right? Was kind of you know, was it what Julius Hodge? Yeah, was that the guy among others? Yeah, you know, hit among others. I mean, one of the guys he hit in the groin. Um, so it seems to be a pattern with him, and I don't know, is he head of the players association too? So I'm like, I'm thinking, like, do I is the do I like that the head of the player association keeps hitting people in the groin? Is that a, is that a negative? I don't know. It seems to really bother me now. Draymond green, his, what I, he doesn't bother me because he is what he is. You know, he, that's just his play. That's his edge. That's how he keeps his edge. But Chris Paul, the, Draymond green embraces kind of the, he's like the villain, right? I mean, he embraces that Chris Paul tries to be the good guy and then hits you in the groin. That's not a good guy. So I, I have a problem with that one. Maybe that's how he gets elected. He stands next to the uh, election machine, and if you don't vote for him, he hits you in the groin. Well, <laughs> it works. Know. It seems to. But, you know, it, you seriously, how many people, though, have, like, are serial groin hitters that manage to survive with a good <laughs> reputation? I yeah. mean, usually the all... nut punch. <laughs> exactly. The serial nut punch. What are you... <laughs> that sounds like a, a horrible thing to put milk on. They're gonna in, in the morning. In, in, <laughs> mm, in, cereal nut It's crunchy. I don't know. Hello, hello. <laughs> my name's Chris Paul, and I have a problem. <laughs> Meanwhile, the poor kid. Then as the camera goes off kilter, he hit the cameraman in the nuts. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, but you know. Now I will say, I'm going to do something that I've never done before. I got to defend Draymond Green because he didn't touch that guy in the face when he gets ejected. It's like. He yeah. kind of swung in the general direction, but the one time he doesn't do something and whoosh, out he goes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Love this yeah. comment. He, 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 you know, the obscene gesture later says he'd be fine for it. He goes, I make 25 million a year. I'm fine with that. I can pay the fine. <laughs> no big deal. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all good. He's yeah. like the old time boxer from the 50s. There was a guy by the name of Fritzy Ziffick, and he was famous for low blowing guys. You know, he just go hit him in the nuts and then. He Wait. would never, ever argue or anything. He would just stand there and smile. What a great, okay. what a gimmick. Kegs, I know you had a birthday this week, but yeah. I thought it was only 55. I didn't know it was 105. I what? tell you what, 
when it comes to boxing, I watch old films. I, I love that sport. No, because you were there for it, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I wish. He went, I told Brad's yeah, line. After, after, he watched, after he watched Red Grange, yeah. he went and watched Jack Johnson. <laughs> well, I do share a birthday with a gentleman by the name of Walker Smith, who the rest of the world knows as Sugar Ray Robinson. So there we're both May 3rd guys. So there we have it. See? That, that, educational. That's what this show is all about. Educational. Yeah, wait, yeah. Bring, bring the kids in. Same year. Same year as well. Same year yeah. as well. Yeah, not the same year, but but the same birthday. So obviously I was inspired oh. by his legacy. Oh, my. Bring the kids oh, in. Go to Alcoholics Anonymous AA. Now we've got NPA. Back to the Crystal. NBA, um, not Punchers Anonymous. That's right. So, hey, uh, speaking of watching things, before we go, guys, Ozark last week. Okay, you've got the final seven episodes. I've only watched the, the first one of the last seven. Where are you guys right now on Ozark? I'm done because oh. I cheated and stayed up in the middle of the night. And don't tell my wife, although she may hear this and know. But anyway, so, but I, I, I'm done. Now, here's the thing. Why do so many people die in the Ozarks? Like, is that be? I'm, that's not a vacation spot I want to go to where people just randomly disappear. I mean, it's just, I mean, Marty Bird shows up, people start disappearing. There might be a coincidence, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I don't go to the Ozarks now um, because I, you know, who knows what could happen. The media needs to figure out how many people associated with Marty have died in the ozarks or disappeared just yeah exactly randomly disappeared i haven't i have not started that yet so i've got all those ready to go fantastic series and my wife has a crush on jason bateman so i don't have any problem getting her to watch that that particular uh set of shows okay you have not started the entire series or have not started the final season just the final season okay okay fair enough jason bateman by the way before we go i gotta get this in the, the show, the movie State of Play, remember that? Russell Crowe, yep. Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. Jason Bateman is in it for about 15 minutes, steals the show, right? The, the, the great line, he's, he's in the motel. He goes, hey, hey, oi, oi, you sleeping with that guy? Huh? Huh? Yeah. yeah you, huh? What are you doing here? Yeah. You, you got a guy? Huh? I got a guy. I got a girl, too. I don't leave anybody else. <laughs> Best line of the movie. Like, it's like this really intense movie, and then he throws that out. Like, oh, you, oh my goodness. So. Dominic Foy. He's fantastic. Oh, he's Jason Bateman. So good. He's fantastic, man. We are really uh, out of time again. We will unfortunately leave you with that. It's, it's not been our best uh, finishing block, but you know what? We'll do it he, again next well, week. Well, he can also Larry also Jason Bateman can launder our NIL money too. There, you there go. we are. We some. You know, we there can tie go. in all this show together. He can launder your NIL money. That's we'll, right. We'll, inter- we'll introduce him to Cam Cox. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Exactly. That's right. And, and the thing is, he doesn't leave anybody out. So we're so we're good to go. <laughs> Thanks to Cam for joining us. Uh, Mike Small, Renee Sloan, congratulations and best of luck to the Illini uh, golf teams, men's and women's. The Illini guys, players, make this an awesome week, and we'll see you next week. ILL. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.